Section86.com. We're changing the world of podcasting one show at a time. Fakakta Comedy Funhouse Network. <laughs> All right, folks, welcome to another episode of the song Inside and Out. I am your host, Blake Clayton. And uh, I have a really good friend of mine here, Eric Arvoy. How are you, sir? Doing good, bud. Many people know that uh, you are the guitar player and singer for The Drunken Cuddle. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the band Katie and I started. So we, uh, I, I got a hold of you to have you on the show. Um, on this show, if, if folks aren't really aware, uh, we take an artist and we talk about one of their specific songs. And I, I, I've wanted to have you on the show since we started it, and I think we've we've talked a couple times and about getting that interview together, but we finally had time to do it, um, and I'm, I'm really honored to have you on. The song that we chose is the song Glue, and before we get into the song, I kind of wanted to get kind of like a background of your your timeline as a musician. When did you start playing guitar? Uh, I started playing when I was about 14, and they got me one for, for my birthday or Christmas or something. And uh, I mean, I've been playing a little bit before and just tinkering around, but right around then I got the acoustic guitar, pretty Showed me, showed me his favorite songs. Started doing like sticks covers and stuff like that with him. <laughs> pretty, pretty fun time there. But uh, ever since, yeah, just been playing a couple bands here and there, like through high school. Uh, ran, ran the uh, yearly. It was called Weststock, Wauwatosa West High School Weststock thing, and through that. Started meeting a lot of people locally and playing shows out in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where I grew up. When did you actually start writing your own songs? Uh, probably within the first year of getting that guitar, probably around 15 or so, 15, 16. And so who were some of your early influences? You know, you, you, you were playing the, the, the stick songs with your dad, but, but what, what, what kind of blossomed you into the music and the style that you have now? Honestly, a lot of what I listened to was like, like what people are calling post-punk or like even like hardcore or emo music. So like I listen to a lot of things like uh, the Spill Canvas and like I'm Up a Romance and things like that around that time period. Then a lot of kind of like darker, uh, like like the minor chord structures. And that kind of stuck around actually, but got into a little bit more progressive kind of music, music since then, but... So you you mentioned that there there was some punk influence. Now I would say that you know to me the the drunken cuddle is has a lot of punk influence. When you guys formed the band, was that kind of the sound that you guys were looking to uh, to do, or did it just kind of evolve with both your guys' styles? Most of this ended up that way. Like I I never really listened to a lot of actual punk. Like if, if you're gonna sit down and ask me about you know like the 80s or 90s punk and whatnot and like you know leather vests and mohawks and whatnot i never really got into that kind of stuff uh katie was in a lot of bands where she was the drummer like everything from like gore punk to you know just your straight up street punk and everything like that i mean i've always had a little bit more forward kind of aggressive style to my to my singing 
Um, but since playing with Katie, it's really gotten a little bit more in your face, a lot more growly and, and whatnot. Um, playing with a lot of the bands we played with over the last couple of years too, kind of falling into the, whatever the, the kind of movement is, it's more of an attitude than it is a genre, you know? Let's talk a little bit about your writing process. When do you, uh, what's like the best setting for you as a writer? I mean, some people, you know, have to sit by themselves in peace and quiet. Some people, you know, write stuff down as they just go throughout their day. How, how do you um, develop songs? Currently, being on the road all the time, not really having a whole lot of time for breaks, uh, to just sit down and have my space. Uh, it's, a lot of times it's just like one word will come to me. I'm driving like eight hours to the next show or something, and like one word will pop in my head like, uh, uh, maybe disaster or something like that. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good word. That could rhyme with something. Or like, I could use an alliteration around that. Or I'll just take a note in my phone real quick. Or you know, if I'm <clears throat> trying to actually focus on a riff, that like maybe one night we had a jam around a campfire or something, and I just start playing something random. I'll, I'll keep that in my in my notes. Like, take a voice memo of that real quick, and it's it's turned into that where it's just like on the fly. I'll come up with something and maybe a couple of times we'll throw it into a show. It's like stiller. It's like, we only have one verse or one course or one bit of this until it kind of starts working between the two of us. But lyrically, I mean, honestly, I, I used to write a lot of poetry. So the first, the first CD of ours uh, from 2013 was really based on a lot of songs and poetry that I had written before I met Katie and it turned into this this thing that just like some of the songs there uh, were when I was playing them just solo acoustic around around Denver, uh, they'd be like four minute long songs or even more than that. And those songs are now like a minute and fifty five <laughs> seconds because Katie plays so damn fast. <laughs> yeah, overall, I mean, there's so many different modes to get in with writing. There's not one particular place that I would say is my best environment. Um, just that I haven't had really any time to be alone for like two weeks at a time. Sure. Always got to rush around and do something recently. And you guys are, you guys are seem like you're on the road more, more than you're not. You know what I mean? It's, you guys are a, a, a hardcore touring band and the fact that you guys are, seem to always be on the road. Does that, after a while, does that, do you need a certain amount of time to kind of re recharge yourself or, um, Kind of. I mean, it just depends circumstantially on what's going on in our personal lives. So, I mean, I, I just went through a lot of, a lot of strife that I was really putting myself through. Um, the last, last year before this one, this one was like a month and a half. We were home for like two days between the previous one. So technically we were out for, from like July 22nd until two days ago. And, uh, right when we were about to head out on the road the night before, I was just so upset and so strung out on just not sleeping, whatever else is going on. I didn't even want to go. And a couple of days into the tour, I remembered again, like, yeah, this is what we're doing. We're here seeing these friends. We're playing these shows. We're, you know, presenting ourselves, presenting these songs to everybody. So it's something we can share with somebody, not something that I have to like worry about or like work that hard. You know, I don't want to be, that just sucks right. all the time because it is really tiring but 
you got to focus on the positivity of it, you know? Definitely. Same thing if you're working a job day in, day out, you know, 40 plus hours a week, you start to hate that. But you remember why you're doing it. You start to see that little glimmer of hope and, and you know, making it a continuation, making it something that you can actually dedicate yourself to 100%. And that's kind of where I got to again recently, in and out all the time. But again, I'm, I'm totally motivated and ready to keep going. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the song Glue. Me and you, I, I kind of only gave you a couple options. To <laughs> I, I probably should have <laughs> given you more, but uh, I, I find this song really interesting, um, mostly because it, it, to me it really kind of depicts a, a, a good depiction of uh, your style, um, that you know, some anger and, and just intensity. And so, what was the inspiration behind the song Glue? Um, like a lot of them, uh, about, or this one's about a relationship, particular relationship. I don't want to get into that detail, but it's kind of based around like the, the first verse is really straightforward, I think, but it's kind of got like a little poetry behind it where it's talking about like all these things like your, uh, your faces or your, uh, the glue that holds you together is all dried and worn and your porcelain face and your paper soul. And there's just all these things that are like human, you know, everybody's so breakable. Sure. Anything can just completely turn you around. And that's just describing how I saw this person in this relationship, like just, you know, just, just catastrophes around every corner. There's nothing I can do to help you because you're just falling apart. And from there, I mean, it just turns into that kind of classic sense of a relationship song where it's like, I gave it my all, you know, I tried where I could, but just falling apart. You're wearing me down. Right. And, you know, and I, and I had written that down, you know, the, the line, you know, you wear me down. Uh, you know, that's the, there, that there's a distinct type of relationship where um, you're in it and whether you're a, a, a male or a female, you're in it and you're, you're holding up as much as you can of a relationship. And there comes a point um, where you just like put your hands up and you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm tapping out. And that, that kind of, to me, that was kind of what I get from the song is, is, you know, there's a, there's a time where you just, you tap out and you're like, I, I'm, I'm, I can't do anymore. Yeah. I mean, if we want to get into the, the deepest and darkest and just kind of the philosophy of things, it's, it's that where, you know, you can't fix somebody if they're not willing to fix themselves and, you're just going to wear yourself out and you're going to end up loathing everything if you don't just escape it or, you know, find some other way out. You know, and, so. and we talked about how, you know, you got, you got, you're always on the, you guys are always on the road, you know, and this song is about, you know, relationships, whether it's a, a specific one or, you know, one that's a fictional one, but it's got to be very difficult to have healthy positive relationships when you're on the road because you know I, I I love my wife to death and we're together all the time and it's difficult I can't imagine uh, maintaining and uh, relationships while you're out like you said from you know July to the end of November uh, I, I like that you picked this song particularly because it, it is one of those that uh, that kind of describes that too like you know you write a song sometimes and it's about a very specific subject, but or a person, but then 
as you play it and as it evolves and as it becomes what it actually is and what other people see it as, you start to see it differently. So this one has remanifested so many different times where like, you know, whatever relationship it is, it'll, there's just the words in it. Whenever I sing it and I'm, you know, it's a really kind of intimate crowd situation. I'll start to actually think about it and think about what's actually happening in my life right now, how much it describes that one person that's there all the time or has been, or it's, it's kind of funny how that works out. Yeah, this, this song definitely describes a lot of things. I think it's really relatable to a lot of people's situations, relationship situations. You know, we, we had Joey Henry from the Calamity Cubes on uh, not too long ago, and we were discussing that. You know, he, he was like, I really don't want to tell people what the song is about because then it takes away from their interpretation. But in, And we were discussing how, to me, uh, as a, a songwriter groupie, I guess you would call it, um, you know, it, the 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 more a song can relate to different people, um, to me, that's how that shows how good the song is. You know what I mean? It, I, one person can listen to the song and, and get one message out of it, and somebody else can listen. Like you said, you can you can sing that song, and it still evolves as you evolve. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you as a songwriter? Do, as a songwriter, do you do you strive for for that kind of feel or do you mainly just write, Hey, this is what I'm feeling right now. And then however it comes out, it's however it's perceived. You don't really have a lot of control over that. I think it really depends. Cause sometimes I will actually sit down and like focus on actual events and, and things that have really molded the attitude that I've got about, you know, I, I just need to write something about this. You know, like it's the same thing as like if I was writing a novel or, or uh, anything like that, I'd, I'd I'd want to convey a very particular image sometimes where you can almost see it if you close your eyes. But at the same time, sometimes it's just broad, broad spectrum things that come to your head. You're like, you know, that sounds cool. And that, you know, that, uh, that rhymes with something else and, and it makes sense enough. But I think those songs overall are the ones that really, um, that really convey differently to different people are the ones that are more broad. Um, and you can get that, you can get that with specific, uh, songs too, but, um, cause it really depends. I, I, I do try to write to cater to really just, uh, I guess I can't think of the word I'm going for here. Humanity. But, <laughs> like emotions, just emotions in general, you know, you know, with this song, I mean, uh, you know, I can kind of see it from because you know I, I've I've hung out with you guys and I I I I've hung out with a lot of bands that are, are they're on the road all the time and and I often wonder I often the the whole uh, the whole formula of like a, withholding a relationship you know in the, another you know when you're talking about you wear me down and it's just to me you are you're on the road you only have you know, a telephone to help fix something. You can't, you know, it's, it, it, you can't just go over to the person and, and touch them on the shoulder or anything. Um, you know, is that, is that something that you, you have to struggle with and how to keep a, a, a connection when there are issues? It definitely is. Yeah. I mean, in the last, last couple of years, any, any time that I've kind of started a relationship, kind of seen, seen where it could go. Um, I'm very 
open about the fact that, yeah, this is what I do. You know, this is my, this is my job, my first, my first love. This is what I'm doing. And if you, if you're going to welcome that and understand that this is what I'm doing, you can trust that I'm going to be faithful to that relationship. Then yeah, we can make this work, but it never works that way. (laughs) And it's almost, (laughs) it's almost kind of, it's almost kind of silly to think that it can, but at the same time, I, I'm not out looking for a relationship or a stable home or something like that. I'm, I'm out trying to create something for like my, my dream, you know, my, what I've wanted to do since I first picked up a guitar. And if I can create that with or without somebody by my side, I'm going to do that. You, you mentioned the guitar. Let, let's talk about the chords. What, what are, what are the main chords for this song? Uh, it's, it's kind of that, like I was saying before, the minor scale thing. This one's really straightforward because it's just, there's no, there's no capo. It's just open standard tuning. Uh, but it's A minor, E kind of, it's kind of funny with this one. I, I realized that one of the lines in there is, uh, uh, no weeping over you. Mm-hmm. But if you play the chords really slow, it's kind of got this little walk down part that, is almost exactly the same as the Beatles song and the one uh, My Guitar Gently Weeps. Sure. So I, I kind of made that connection a couple of years ago. I was like, oh man, I hope nobody noticed that because <laughs> I'm saying it out loud. Kind of just that, you know, I, I think depending on what kind of message you're trying to convey to using the chords properly to to make your mind, you know, you, you know what a happy song sounds like, you know what a sad song sounds like. Um, this one is certainly a sad song, so use A minor as just a very basic understanding uh, tonally. So, if you weren't playing music, um, what would you what would you want to do? I'd be I'd be barbering. Uh, this this my first real career that I had. Uh, I went to school for that. Well, went to school for cosmetology and um, worked in that for few years I mean um, started out doing women's hair and that was kind of what I was into but realized very quickly that I didn't like the constant stress of being around women constantly <laughs> which not to be sexist in any way but it's true um, there's a lot more gossip in that sort of setting so started doing uh, men's hair just kind of bullshitting with guys while cutting their hair and you know it worked out pretty well but I ended up, I mean, I ended up in a really good spot with that. Uh, when I first moved to Denver in 2009, I was able to get a job here that uh, the barbershop was ranked number six in the nation for just overall uh, men's hair, men's grooming, American Crew sponsored shop, and that, um, and really picked up there and learned how to do that really well. Um, and honestly, I'm much better cutting hair than writing music, that's for sure. That's my opinion. Um, but what made you... I'd happily go back to that. What made you... What, what, what was that, that... You know, there was obviously... There was that time where you just had to decide. You had to say, okay, do I stay at this shop and, and continue to do hair, or do I take a, a much more... A much more difficult... I don't want to say difficult, but a much more grueling avenue... Uh, to 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 support my love for music. What do you remember that time, and what what helped you make that decision? It, it really comes down to 
a lot of years of change and things. So I initially moved to Denver uh, with the intention to get married out here, and I did. And then I moved elsewhere, uh, moved over to Scotland, actually, while married, and then ended up getting divorced and moved back to Denver to get that job back because I knew I'd have a stable environment to get back on my feet and like figure everything out. But music's always been something I've done. Like no matter what, I've always played shows or just done open mics if I couldn't get a show booked or you know, tried several different bands here and there, but usually just kept writing music myself and performing that. Um, and I don't know, I, I, I really, I just said something I really wanted to do for a long time, but meeting Katie and starting out so quickly the way that we did, like the first couple of nights that we even played music together all, we had already gotten the first nine songs that we recorded on our first CD down. And from there, like we all knew her, her and I both knew a lot of people around the country. We were talking about maybe just trying to go on little tours and that's where it evolved into just, well, this is fun and we should just try to do this for a while. And very quickly into that, you realize that instead of working you know, 35 hours a week and making really good money at my job, working 70 hours a week and making like five to ten dollars a day. Right. But on that note, like it, it does become, I, I almost like to describe it as an addiction. Music is one of those things that like daily, no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm jobless or just you know married or whatever else I, I've done, I've always played music every single day in some capacity or at least listen to it extensively and uh, just found an opportunity and took it. It's the, it's been the staple, the consistent staple in all in your life. It seems like since you were 14, that's the one thing you, you might be in a different country. You might be in a different relationship, but, or you might be in a different you know shop doing hair, but music has always been that main staple for you. Definitely has been. So what kind of advice would you give uh, someone who's getting into songwriting and, and wants to to do music? What what are what, what what's one of the main things that you would you would tell them? Your word of advice? Uh, whatever instrument it is that you're playing, do it every day. Every day. Um, you know, at first when you're trying to learn the first couple of chords and this kind of thing. Yeah, you want to mimic other people's music so you have a basis to wrap those chords around like, yeah, you know, this whole progression. But if you're trying to get, like, specifically songwriting, just you, you just have to go into that. Like, you can't try to sound like other people necessarily. The first few might, and every song's going to sound like something else because we're in 2015 and music's been around forever. <laughs> right. But, you know, just just play every day, uh, learn new chords, learn new scales, new methods of picking and things like that, and just make stuff up. Where do folks go to find out more about The Drunken Cuddle and uh, about you? Uh, we, as far as online goes, we, we do have um, like this Facebook. It's on there, The Drunken Cuddle Facebook, and my uh, my solo stuff is on there, too. Uh, Bandcamp is a really good outlet for you can listen free to all, all our songs and purchase there as well. Uh, Bandcamp.com that is. And then uh, we, we're just starting to work with uh, out of Kansas City, Missouri, uh, Little Class Records. Yeah. 
So within the next few weeks here, we'll we'll have kind of online store with them, uh, really easy access to getting you know CDs and uh, hopefully vinyl soon and T-shirts or anything like that. Um, we do answer. I'm I'm on on my phone almost every day, you know, trying to book things and uh, organize everything that's coming up, but. You know, we do answer all of our messages pretty promptly. So, if there's any questions about that kind of that kind of nature of things, uh, we're definitely down to talk all the time. Me and Katie are very open, huggy sort of people. Yep, so. that's what I love about you guys. So, is there any uh, any works on a new album, or just going to tour hard, continue to tour hard for a while? Uh we we do have a new one that's in the plans for uh, should come out around March. Um, should be another full full length, uh, probably twelve ish songs on there. We do have two out currently. One of them actually never got released. So working with uh, this this smaller DIY record label, they're going to try to help us get actual production on it. So we're not just giving burned copies away or selling online. So that's actually when you you know when I buy a CD, I want to have that cellophane. I want to have the artwork. I want to have everything that comes with it. So we'll have both those CDs out and hopefully that third one out by March. Awesome. Eric, it's, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, man. It's always good seeing you. I got spoiled there this summer. I saw you guys, I saw you guys like three or four times, like within like two and a half months span. And, and now I'm, I'm just sitting waiting for the next go around. <laughs> <laughs> well, should be pretty soon, man. We're, uh, we're only taking off about six weeks here over the winter and getting back to it. All right, man. Well, thank you very much for for being on the show. Thank you very much for sharing. And uh, folks, just remember to go to fcfnetwork.com. Uh, it's our new podcast network, Fakakta Comedy Funhouse. Uh, the song, IBWIP, SNM Radio, uh, Sex with Heather, Couch Pilots, and also Drunken Lullabies for all you craft beer drinkers out there. Eric, thanks a lot. And this is Glue.
This has been a Fakakta Comedy Funhouse production, executive produced by Blake Clayton. For more information and content, go to fcfnetwork.com. Are you a blogger or a podcaster or you're just not happy with your web hosts? You need to check out HostGator.com. You're going to find web hosting made easy and affordable. HostGator offers unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click script installs with a free site builder and the best control panel out there. Stop by today and try free demo to see how easy it is. And if you use a special coupon code, section 8686, you'll save 25% off your web hosting packages. What do you got to lose? Check out HostGator.com and take a bite of your web hosting costs.